Welcome to the Fuel Triathlete Show. I'm your host, Andrew Doherty, registered dietitian and fellow triathlete. I specialize in coaching endurance athletes to fuel their body, to have more energy, PR at races, and improve their relationship with food. This podcast will give you practical and actionable strategies to help you transform into a well-fueled triathlete. Now let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Fuel Triathlete Show. My name's Andrea, and if you're like me and it's starting to get colder where you are, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. So we are talking all about how to stay hydrated when you are running or training outside in the cold in the winter months. And as I was putting this podcast together and putting the information together for you guys, I started thinking about, well... As seasons change, it gets colder. A lot of us are doing maybe more training inside. So we're heading on to the trainer to do our bike rides or we're on the treadmill. So I wanna touch on that as well today, how to stay hydrated when you're training indoors. So if you're like me, when I first started running, I really didn't think that I needed to bring anything to drink with me on runs in the winter because it's cold, not sweating as much. And I remember going for a run as long as two hours with nothing to drink and no fuel either. So I definitely would not recommend that. If you are someone who believes as well that you don't need a fluid when training outdoors, hopefully you'll start to think a little bit differently after today's episode. So what we're going to touch on is one, how does your sweat rate change when you're running outside and then when you're also indoor training and how can we use that information to figure out how much we should be drinking or what should be drinking and overall how can we make sure that we're still staying hydrated in these winter months so let's get into it so how does our sweat rate change there's so many different factors that affect our sweat rate not just the temperature outside And sweat rate is basically the volume of fluid or the amount of fluid that you lose through sweat per hour. So there's a wide range. Athletes can lose anywhere from half a liter way up to two and a half liters of sweat per hour. So that super high end is, I would say a lot of that's football players outside in the heat, very large bodies. I would say from what I've seen anywhere from like 0.6 liters an hour up to maybe 1.3, 1.5 liters an hour for the endurance athletes that I work with, but there's always people less that and above that. So like I said, it's more than just temperature. One thing that affects it is how hard you're working or the intensity of your workout. So you're working harder, your body's producing more body heat, it's gonna be sweating more. If the weather is more hot and humid, So the humidity, it's going to make us sweat more as well as the heat. The type of clothing that you wear, if you're, again, running outside, it's really hot. You've got too many extra layers on. You're going to be sweating more. Your fitness level, how trained you are. And then also genetics. So genetics can kind of determine the number of sweat glands in your body, how well you're using those sweat glands. So many different factors. The temperature is just one of them. So when we look at training outside, I think a couple things to make note of is if we're kind of dressing ourselves properly, we might have a base layer, hopefully of something that's kind of sweat wicking, meaning that's going to take the moisture away from your body. So you don't feel as sweaty, basically. So more of the sweat's getting trapped in that, into your clothing. And if you don't feel as sweaty, that's just kind of one of the reasons why you may feel that you you don't need to drink. The other thing is that the cold suppresses our thirst mechanism. So we're not feeling 
as thirsty. So again, all these kinds of things, making our body feel like we don't need to drink, but we are sweating. And especially if you're still doing a very hard effort workout outside. The other thing to kind of think about too, is that we lose more fluids through breathing in the winter time. So when we're running outside, the air is a lot more dry and it's colder. So when we inhale cold, dry air during the act of breathing while we're training, it's going to be warmed and humidified as it passes through our respiratory system. And then as we breathe out, we're actually losing some water. So it increases water loss through the breathing system, through the respiratory system. Okay, so now how do we make sure we're staying hydrated in the winter? Our thirst mechanism is a bit lower. We probably don't feel as sweaty, but we are still having sweat losses and fluid losses through breathing. So I'm gonna give you some general fluid recommendations and how to stay hydrated, how to rehydrate afterwards, and we will get into how to determine your sweat rate so you can know how much fluids you need to be taking. So I think one of the big things, no matter what the temperature is outside, it's really important to start your runs well hydrated. So if you're already a bit dehydrated, already have some fluid losses through the day because we haven't been drinking enough, then we're already a little bit behind. So there's a couple different general recommendations for how much we should be drinking per day. One could be to take your total weight in pounds, divide that by two, And then that's the number of ounces of fluids that you want to drink per day. So for example, 150 pounds divided by two is 75 and 75 ounces. So eight ounces equals one cup. So that's about almost 10 cups of fluids per day. The other way is for women to aim for 2.7 liters of fluid a day and men 3.7 liters of fluid per day. Now, this is just to cover kind of your day-to-day basic needs. You want to add on top of that what you're going to be losing through sweat. This includes all different fluids that you drink. It's not just, doesn't just have to come from water. It can actually come from tea, coffee, sports drinks, juice, milk. Even if you're eating fruits and vegetables, this can count towards your fluid intake because they have a high water content. It's gonna be your smoothies, your soups. Then you can start to look at how much fluids you're drinking before you head out for that run. So again, some general guidelines are to about two to three hours before, drink 16 ounces or two cups of fluids. Then an hour before you wanna try to have at least eight ounces of fluid or one cup. Very general recommendation I would say is, you know, if it's an hour or less and you are starting that workout well hydrated, you're going to drink right after, you probably don't need to be bringing any fluids with you. It wouldn't hurt, but you don't necessarily need to do that or don't need to add electrolytes to it. After that, runs more than an hour. General recommendation, four to six ounces every 15 to 20 minutes, which works out to 16 to 24 ounces of fluids per hour. So again, maybe more on the low end because we do sweat less in the winter, but we do still need to bring fluids with us. And then afterwards is also key. So this is the part that we also don't wanna skip because when we drink fluids during training or during exercise, the goal is not to replace 100% and the goal is not to drink more than that. When it comes to afterwards, I would say try to have 16 to 24 ounces of fluids afterwards right away again you're on the upper end of that if you had worked out for several hours or maybe you didn't replace as much as your fluid loss but at least having one or two cups could be a a good start and try to have some electrolytes with that and that can be in the form of so salty foods i don't know about you 
but when I come home from a run outside, the thought of having a smoothie or a cold glass of water is not very appealing. So it may help you to have some warm fluids to drink. That also made me think a little bit earlier, you may not want to be wanting to drink while you're running and it's cold. You may feel like that water is going to make you cold. So put warm water into your into your bottles and then take that with you. They're probably going to cool as you're running, but at least they're not going to necessarily freeze or get too cold to drink. So when you come back, some things that you could drink, you could do some broth. So just regular chicken broth or bone broth. This is a good way to get some fluids, get a lot of electrolytes like sodium. That's the main electrolyte we want to replace after training. If you're someone that likes to have a smoothie just because you like to drink it or just your appetite's not super high, go for a blended soup like a butternut squash soup. This is a good way to get some possibly carbs, some protein, some fluids, and electrolytes. I like really like in the winter to make butternut squash soup. It doesn't have a lot of protein in it though, so I'll actually take a can of white beans like either white kidney beans or white navy beans and blend that into my soup and then that adds some extra protein so that could be kind of like a, a good way to start the hydration process the refueling process warm up and then kind of have a meal so you can do chili chicken noodle soup all that kind of stuff so remember i said these soups the, that broth all that still counts as fluid you could also even do a protein hot chocolate so a couple ways to do this, Fairlife chocolate milk or just regular chocolate milk. The Fairlife is just a little bit more higher in protein than regular chocolate milk, but you could just kind of try heating that up and just to a point where it kind of gets warm but not curdled. You could also make a protein chocolate milk. So what you can do is grab a glass of milk, regular milk, plant-based milk, whatever you prefer, add in a scoop of chocolate protein powder, add in like about a tablespoon, of cocoa powder, shake that up in a blender bottle, or if you have a milk author, that's gonna blend it really well. And then you can heat that up rather on the stove or in the microwave. A lot of that rehydration process and recovery process comes from after the run. And like I said, if you're like me, it's just sometimes hard to be drinking some cold fluids, even though I'm feeling thirsty, I just don't wanna be feeling cold. Okay, so now let's get into training indoors. So winter months, you're probably spending a lot of time in the pain cave, on your trainer or on the treadmill inside you're probably actually going to be sweating more than you were than you would be if you were training outside so one it tends to be hotter inside just a hotter environment another big thing is that there's less airflow so you're not outside running through the air so that air can flow through us and it also tends to be more humid so it's hotter humid less airflow our body just has to work really hard to keep keep itself at the right temperature so we're going to be sweating more one thing that you can do to kind of help mitigate some of that is to use a fan it does kind of bring some of that airflow so same kind of recommendations i would say that i've talked about earlier one making sure that you're starting well hydrated two you're drinking leading up to your training and then three, you're, you're drinking during. Wouldn't be a bad idea probably in those um, training sessions that are under an hour to have some fluids with you. If it's more than an hour, then definitely have some fluids to drink. And I would more so say, bring that up to four to eight ounces of fluid every 15 to 20 minutes. Also with some electrolytes. 
So indoors, the nice thing is that you probably have some table space around you. You have the ability to um, have more fluids with you. It's important to maybe set some reminders on your watch or on your phone to be able to remind yourself to drink, to get into that habit. And now is a really good time just to kind of get in that habit of drinking if you're not already, if you're trying to prepare yourself for next year in the race season, getting yourself used to drinking every so often. Make all the bottles that you're gonna need for your whole training ride, keep some in the fridge, take a pause during your ride or during your run on the treadmill and go and grab some more bottles. So like I said, there's general recommendations for fluid, but if you want to have a bit of a better idea of how much fluids or how much your sweat losses are so that you can replace adequately or make sure you're not over drinking, then you're going to want to try testing your sweat rate. So you want to do this for a workout that's about an hour long. Your sweat rate is going to change depending on the weather and the climate and all that kind of stuff. So you would want to do a sweat rate for a, a run outside. You want to do a sweat rate for a ride inside or run inside. So what you're going to do is you're going to pick your run. That's about an hour that you're going to do it for. Just before your run, you want to weigh yourself. You want to make sure you have no clothes on and you want to have already eaten, had your fluids, gone to the bathroom. You basically want to do this just before you're heading out the door. So strip down and weigh yourself on a scale and you're going to record this weight. Um, then you want to make sure, put all your clothes back on, head out for your run outside or your bike indoors, whatever that may be. Then you want to come back. You then want to take all your clothes off. If you do have some sweat on your body, like you probably will if you're indoors, then you want to towel dry off as much of that sweat as you can. And then also if your hair is very wet, you wanna maybe just try and squeeze out some of the, the sweat that could be in your hair. You then are going to weigh yourself. So if you took in no fluids at all during this one hour session, then you don't have to do any steps. But if you do think that you will be drinking during this time, you just wanna make sure that you know exactly how much that you drank. So how many ounces of fluids that you had. Try to do it where you're not necessarily having any extra food. So first we wanna go back to that starting weight minus our ending weight. And let's say you lost one pound. Whatever weight, whatever weight you lost, you're gonna multiply that by 16 because about one pound of weight loss is equal to 16 ounces of fluids or about half a liter. So if you lost one pound, then you lost 16 ounces of fluid. If you ran one hour, you could say, okay, my sweat rate on that run was 16 ounces of fluid. If you drank anything, you wanna actually add the volume of fluid that you drank to that amount that you lost. So let's say you drank eight ounces of fluid and you lost one pound. That one pound loss is 16 ounces. We're gonna add that eight ounces of fluid that we drank and that's gonna give us 24 ounces of fluid lost per hour. So what that tells you basically is in that type of run, so in that intensity of that run or bike or and in that temperature and climate, that's about how much fluid I'm losing. So like I said earlier, you don't wanna take this number and say, okay, now I have to drink 24 ounces of fluid an hour. You don't need to drink 100% or more. You never wanna drink more. When you're getting close to 100%, maybe 80 to 100% is more going to be during like a half or full Ironman because basically 
the longer that you're training, the closer to your sweat rate that you're going to be drinking because those fluid losses are going to accumulate more and more and more over time. But if you are going out for an hour and a half, drink maybe about half or so of your sweat rate, anywhere from a third to three quarters, depending on how long that training session is going to be. With my clients, I do work on with them, especially when we're looking into race season and we're trying to plan hydration needs for a race, like either a marathon or half Ironman or full Ironman. We do sweat rate test, try to do it in a similar temperature that the race is going to be in or a similar intensity as well. And then once we have the information of how much sweat is lost per hour, we can start to figure out, okay, this is about how much we need to be drinking per hour to stay on top of those sweat losses and to not get dehydrated. Getting into sodium. So sodium's a bit different too. So I would say, like I said, over an hour, you want to probably start bringing in some electrolytes into your fluids. And unlike your sweat rate, which can vary into different amounts, the amount of your sodium sweat concentration, which basically is the amount of sodium per liter of sweat is pretty consistent. So if you do sweat more, you're gonna be losing more sodium because you're losing more sweat or more fluid in general, but that concentration of the sodium is probably gonna be pretty similar to if you weren't sweating as much. But when you're not sweating as much, you're not losing as much fluid, so you're losing less sodium. So the research shows us that sodium sweat losses is a pretty big range. It can be anywhere from 200 milligrams of sodium, per one liter or 32 ounces, all the way up to 2000 milligrams of sodium per liter. So it's a huge range. The average is about 900 milligrams per liter. So that doesn't mean that if you lose a liter of sweat that you need to take in 900 or whatever your concentration, you can start to evaluate this on your own if you're not doing any kind of specific sweat sodium concentration. Some questions you can ask yourself to determine if you're um, a salty sweater or not. So if you tend to get kind of white salty stains on your skin or your clothing after training sessions or races, then you might have a saltier than average sweat. If your sweat tastes salty or if it stings your eyes, so if maybe you're indoors training, you're probably not wearing a hat. So more of the sweat is gonna be kind of dripping into your eyes and it's kind of stinging your eyes. Or if you have a little cut on yourself, then that again can be salty sweater. If you feel kind of dizzy after and when you haven't taken enough electrolytes or if you're craving salts after a workout, that can also be some signs. So you may just need some more higher sodium amounts in your fluids during your training. So speaking to what we were talking about, I think if you're running outside in the cold, an hour or less, water should be fine. If you start taking in some fluids for over an hour, you may want to take some, some electrolytes. So maybe start with about 200 milligrams of sodium per hour that you're looking at ingesting and then monitor how you're feeling. Are you feeling dizzy? Are you really craving sodium? Maybe you need to take in a little bit more during that run or maybe need a little bit more throughout your day to get your needs. Looking at the indoor training, again, because it's very hot and humid when it's an hour or less. And if you do have a really high sweat rate and you feel that you're a very salty sweater, you probably want to take in some fluids and have some electrolytes in there at all times on your trainer. So again, start with maybe two, 250, work and then see how you feel, work your way up. If you feel that it's warranted, depending if you're again, you're feeling 
Okay, so that's all for today's episode. So we touched on reasons why our sweat rate changes in the cold. And the main thing I kind of wanted to get across is that yes, we still do need to be hydrating. So hydrate well leading up and bring some fluids with you for training that's over an hour. And you may, if you wanna see how much you need, maybe do a sweat rate analysis and then look at afterwards, maybe having some warm fluids to drink after. And then if you're doing a lot of training indoors, you have a fan to help with some airflow. So you're going to be sweating more than your runs outside. And especially if the higher intense that that workout is on your trainer or on the treadmill, the sweat is going to be higher. And the same thing with afterwards, have some fluids right away. So you've made, you know, it's cold. You may still want some of those warm fluid options that we talked about, but you could look at having some liquid with your food. So maybe some chocolate milk, a sports drink, you could do a, a smoothie, really work on that rehydration process right away afterwards. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Really appreciate you joining. And if you could do me a huge favor and share this podcast with your fellow runner or triathlete friends, and it would also really help me and it would help more people find the podcast if you could uh, leave a rating or a review. And yeah, I really appreciate that. So have a great day, happy training, and I'll see you guys next week.